welcome to the Daily Dietitian Podcast. I am your host, Stacey Mitchell. I am so happy to have you here. My goal for this podcast is to break down the latest health topics and help clear the clutter in the messy world of nutrition and fitness. We hope to inspire, educate, and entertain all things wellness. Join us as we talk with experts in their fields on how to feel our best in our own body and mind. Because they feel like they, they have to deprive themselves of these things that they enjoy. And I always tell them my number one thing is I will never tell you to not have anything, right? Like you can, you can work just about anything into your, into your day. However, you just need to be mindful of how much you're having. Welcome to our eight week summer series of episodes to help you ditch the summer diets and start making peace with your current beach body. We want to be in your ears this summer to delete those diet restrictive ways, become educated on the effects of diets and learn how to make those mindset shifts to build a healthier relationship with your mind and body. Hey there, thank you for joining us this week. Today we are gonna talk about alcohol and how it can be a big part of the summer fun Sometimes it gets a little sticky on how we feel about our body, our food choices, and how to make it a part of a balanced diet. Today we talk with registered dietitian Jess from Expedition Wellness about how to skip the guilt with our food choices, tips on how alcohol affects our body, and ways to filter out those mind games when other people may be a little pushy when it comes to drinking. Join us for this conversation. Jess, it's so great to have you back on. Can you introduce yourself to all those who are new here? Yes, absolutely. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be back. Um, my name is Jess Schrader. I am owner of Expedition Wellness, a nutrition consulting um, company here in the Des Moines metro area. And we have uh, three satellite locations now in Ankeny, West Des Moines, and West Liberty, which is in eastern Iowa. So. We also see clients virtually um, in other states as well. Awesome. And we had you previously on the podcast. And today we are going to dive into our summer series because I think a lot of people have a lot of questions with eating in the summer and with our detox series of kind of getting rid of those restrictive things that we've heard and just enjoying the summer. Today, we're going to talk about can I enjoy alcohol in the summer? And this seems to be a hot topic for your clients. How do you help navigate people with alcohol? Absolutely. So one of the things I forgot to mention is one of the main type of um, clients that we have are weight loss clients. And so this is a common question all the time because they feel like, they, they have to deprive themselves of these things that they enjoy. And I always tell them my number one thing is I will never tell you to not have anything, right? Like you can, you can work just about anything into your, into your day. However, you just need to be mindful of how much you're having and just be aware really is the biggest thing. I think so many people just drink alcohol and in their heads, it's zero calories. It doesn't, doesn't count as anything. Right. And so I think it's just that, awakening them to realizing that there are calories and many drinks have carbohydrates as well. And that can affect our blood sugars and that can affect so many other things. And so I think it's just important to make them aware of it, but really emphasize that they don't need to deprive themselves. 
100% because when you are having a good time, like I think of like beach and boating and picnicking, you were saying this is a hot topic for your clients, probably 4th of July. I mean, it's just summer. Um, and especially in the Midwest, it's like we know we have like three solid months of, of doing all those things. And so we pack it in. We do. Is there any go-tos or tips uh, of food, you know, kind of pairing certain foods? Or do you just kind of take into perspective of what the client enjoys? Yeah, it's a little bit of both, I would say. Um, A lot of it, I would say, is just about what the client enjoys and just really helping them navigate what would be a better option. If, If something that they enjoy, for example, like I have always loved um, really good like IPAs. And I had this realization myself, um, you know, as a dietitian, I think sometimes we're like, oh, I got this, I'm fine. <laughs> and I, I have this story that I tell my clients all the time. Um, this was probably, I don't know, like six years ago. I happened to be just tracking my foods because I was, um, I, I run marathons and when I'm training, sometimes I track just to make sure that I'm all good with like all my macros and and getting the right calories and everything. Cause sometimes uh, you can get super hungry and you just might be overeating a little bit and whatnot. So I'm tracking and I had never actually made myself track those IPAs or any of those like, you know, higher calorie beverages. But that night I did. And when I saw it, like on the log, I was like, Oh my gosh. I just consumed, because not only did I have one IPA, 16 ounce, regular 16 ounce, I had two IPAs, and then I had a, a stout, which was like 11% ABV, and I put it in, and it's like 300 and some calories for this drink, and it was only 12 ounces, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I can't, I can't do that, like, that was a lot of calories, it was a lot, I mean, obviously I could, but like, I didn't want to do that, it's like going to Target and randomly spending a bunch of money when you didn't plan on spending a bunch of money, and I'm like, oh crap, so that to me was a big realization, I'm like, okay, I need to find something else that I enjoy equally, so sometimes when I'm talking to my clients, I'll ask them like, what do you enjoy, do you like like a carbonated beverage, because especially in the summer, I feel like we tend to, you know, lean more towards like a carbonated beverage when it's hot out, right? Um, or think about like the typical summer foods, like, you know, especially I have a lot of clients that have like lake homes and, or they go to the beach and they, you know, what are the typical beach type foods? Well, a lot of people are taking like chips and other salty foods. And as Americans, I feel like we tend to pair salty foods with a carbonated beverage. So I'm like, okay, well, what are some lighter options that we can come up with? So, you know, seltzers are super popular right now. Some people love them, some people hate them. Um, I'm a lover. I love seltzers. I can drink just about any of them and enjoy them. And there are obviously some that are a little bit better than others. Um, but those are fun, like lower carb options. But the, the thing I still remind my clients is that just because they're low carb doesn't mean they don't have calories. They still have calories because alcohol has calories. And that's what you have to remember. Um, one of my other favorite uh, beverages to mix up um, have you ever had the sparkling ice water? Yeah. They're like, those, yeah. Okay. So we, we love mixing those with alcohol and you can kind of do the alcohol of your choice, but those are great for like taking out on a boat or something. If you don't want to take cans or glass, you want to have a lid, um, you can kind of take a little bit of alcohol um, in those and you can get that carbonation, but they have a lot of fruity flavor. So it kind of goes with 
sort of that summer theme of like really wanting to have not only a carbonated beverage, but like a fruity beverage. So that's really fun. Um, and one of my other favorites actually is sparkling ice makes a ginger lime flavor. Um, and if you, if you think about some popular summer drinks, a Moscow mule might come to mind. And so I, I actually, I have a YouTube video <laughs> like when I first opened my business because this was a popular drink still then. Um, so just put your vodka in your copper mug and with some ice and then just dump the sparkling ice uh, water into the, the copper mug. And you can put a little splash of extra lime juice if you want to, or you could do, um, you know, like a top it with the, I'm trying to think of it. Mint or basil, or basil, I think, to usually top it with, um, or any other fun like thing that you'd like to top it with. But it makes a super refreshing beverage, and you would think that it's just a normal Moscow mule. But ginger beer tends to have a lot, a lot of sugar, and so I always warn people, you know, when it comes to ginger beer, either get diet ginger beer, which they have more options for that now as well. Um, that's a great idea, but otherwise, the sparkling ice drink is really awesome. Oh, that sounds delicious. I know, it's making me thirsty. Yes. Now, yes, you kind of mentioned you can enjoy anything um, in the diet. There's really no restrictions. There's nice tips and tricks for any type of your favorite type of drinks. But when you are drinking alcohol, how does that affect the body? Like your hunger levels, stomach, uh, cravings, all the above. Well, um, a couple of different things. So as far as um, anatomy goes, you know, alcohol is known for causing your blood sugar to drop. And then sometimes when you're drinking drinks that have carbs in them as well, it causes an even further drop, causing you to feel hungry. I will say, you know, most people will, will report um, that they have less of that like snacky sort of craving um, when they drink lower carbs. Um, drinks, which I would completely believe, you know, you just, your blood sugar is not dropping, it's spiking and then dropping as much um, because you don't have an initial spike, you just have the, the drop. Um, and so I think a lot of people just want to, you know, have their chips and dips and sweets and whatever kind of carb comes to mind, I feel like is what typically happens for a lot of people. Um, which to that, to respond to that, I would say, you know, making sure that when you are going to have a day or an evening or whatever it looks like for you, that you're going to be drinking or consuming more alcohol, um, you know, first and foremost, make sure you're drinking plenty of water beforehand. Um, but then having a good meal that's going to be, you know, have a lot of protein, uh, some good amount of veggies, but then like a good starch that can just help you know, help you feel really fulfilled, but that also helps with the absorption of the alcohol so that you're not, you know, feeling so hungry. And also so the alcohol doesn't go like straight to your blood and cause you to be hungry like right away. Um, and also I think we all know if, if you've ever had any alcoholic beverages that, you know, alcohol also um, brings down uh, your inhibitions and you tend to, you know, be more open to different things that, you maybe weren't before you had the alcohol. So um, I think it's important to um, make sure to go into whatever, you know, drinking situation you're going into with sort of a game plan of like, okay, I'm going to have this many drinks and this is, I have this snack or I have this food or I know that there is this food because, 
The other problem comes is like, if you're in a situation where there isn't food and you really need food, you know, and I think as dietitians and moms and planners that we are, I think a lot of times we're always like, okay, what, what food do we have to take with us? But even we forget sometimes too. And so I think it's important to um, make sure to always have that food planned out for, for afterwards as well. Yes. And I really like the tip about making sure you have a good carb with the alcohol because so many of these car- these alcoholic drinks are marketed as low carb, zero sugar, but yet our the way our body processes it, we still need uh, some kind of carb substance to help metabolize that. Absolutely. And that's where a lot of people go wrong is like they don't eat a carb when they're planning to have a lot of alcohol. Like let's say they are on some crazy, you know, low carb plan and they're eating super low carb. And so they're not eating a carb at their dinner and then they go on a drinking binge. They are going to feel terrible, even more terrible than the person who did have a few carbs because their body was able to metabolize that slower and better. And um, you just have better results when you (laughs) typically, I can't guarantee that that's going to happen, but your body's going to have a much better um, time absorbing that than if it was just straight alcohol. For me, there's nothing better than like uh, some pretzels or something, you know, to, to help with that. So great. Tip. Absolutely. Great reminder within there. And what would you tell someone, you know, yes, the day after they're they're feeling guilty about what they drank and what they ate. And, and then they did kind of their inhibitions kind of went on the wayside when they started drinking alcohol and they're just feeling bad about what they have ate and drank. I, number one, always reinforce, you know, was it something that you wanted to go do? Was it something you enjoyed? What did it bring you joy? And if the answer is yes, then I say, okay, move on. You know, take care of yourself today and figure out, okay, uh, I need to get some good nutrition in me today. I need to make sure to get some electrolytes. I need to rehydrate. Maybe even get out and go for a walk or get in some kind of activity um, that always helps people jump right back out of it. And you're going to be feeling better in no time just by doing those simple practices. And what I would tell my clients is like, just get back to your routine, this, this healthy routine that we're establishing. Just go, just jump right back into that and you'll be feeling better in no time. And it won't affect you. It really doesn't. And I love, um, you know, last time we talked about the in-body scale. And the thing that I love about the in-body scale is that I'm really able to show people that just because you go out and drink alcohol doesn't mean it's going to directly affect the scale. Sometimes it does, but usually it's because of the the food choices that they made with that alcohol or like they decided, oh, I drink a lot of alcohol. Oh, I had a lot of snacks. I'm just going to keep eating and go crazy. That's usually where the problem lies, not the alcohol itself and not the food itself. It's the combination of everything that they did on that night or the day after that created that that small gain or change in their um, breakdown as far as their water and their fat and their muscle goes. Yeah, we got to really enjoy that experience first. That's first and foremost. It's not always about the food from there. So 
Absolutely. Yes. Um, and I also think too, that sometimes we can learn from those experiences. We can learn how our body felt with this type, with this type of drink or with this type of food, or even how much sometimes too, as I get older, I am just like a half a drink type of person, you know, it's just. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's what I remind them too, is when I'm, when I'm going through this scenario with them and we're, we're discussing like, okay, I did this and you know, we, we've established that it was something that they wanted to do. It's like, okay, did you learn anything from this? Because you can start to learn more about your body if you're paying attention to it. And most of my clients coming before they come in to see me, they're not listening to their bodies. They're not even paying attention. So they, they've never even been asked this question. They just assume that it's like a normal hangover or a normal, you know, whatever. They don't know that there's anything different you could change or do to make it better. And so it's, it's fun having those conversations and helping them realize that this is a good learning moment and a good takeaway. 100%. So give yourself some grace, learn from it and, um, hydration. (laughs) Yeah. Always hydration. More and more hydration. Yes. Any other last takeaways within this topic? I think just kind of back to what we said, you know, does it bring you joy? Is it something that you want to to do, are you feeling pressured? You know, if you're feeling pressured, don't do it. I, I, I feel like I have this conversation so many times because we are a society that focuses on alcohol in every single thing we do, every single thing. There's alcohol involved in some way or form. That's not a bad thing, but we should never feel pressured into having an alcoholic beverage if we don't want to have an alcoholic beverage. And so I think when, when I'm walking my clients through this and we're having those conversations about, you know, was this something I really wanted to do or was I having, just having a drink to have a drink because I was with somebody else who was having a drink and I felt pressure to, or everyone that was like, oh, aren't you going to have a drink? Like, you should have a drink. Come on. You know, and then making them feel bad for not having a drink. And I'm like, that's not right. You know, and that's where we have to learn as a society, number one, to stop doing that. Like people don't want to drink. They don't want to drink. We should never be pressuring people. I have so many friends and family members that have cut alcohol out in the last year. And I think a lot of that stems from COVID with people just drinking all day, every day, whenever they like, Oh, it's one o'clock in the afternoon on a Wednesday. I'm going to have a glass of wine, you know, but then that became a habit. And now we're seeing the repercussions of that, that habit. And now these people are trying to decrease their alcohol because they're realizing that it kind of became a problem and it's kind of an addiction. And, you know, they're now they're dealing again with these societal pressures once again, where they might have a, a work meeting, alcohol, they might go golfing, alcohol, they might be at a book club, alcohol. They, I mean, everywhere it's alcohol, right? And, you know, the day we're recording this happens to be the day after Cinco de Mayo, which, you know, is one of the, we, we as Americans, again, we, we have to make every uh, holiday a, a drinking holiday of sorts, you know? And so, which I, one of them, I enjoyed a low calorie margarita last night, but I don't like go crazy or think I have to like have five margaritas in order to be happy, you know, by any means. And so I think, that's one of my biggest pieces of advice is make sure to set your boundaries. And if you don't feel like having alcohol at a given event or a given time, just say no and don't feel that pressure. Oh, 
that is such a great topic that I didn't even think of because it's so true. We hear it all the time. And yes, just own it and move on because you can enjoy a drink. It can be a sparkling water or, or a pop. It doesn't have to be an alcoholic drink. Oh, so good. Absolutely. Yes. Uh. Yes. Just put it in a koozie if you really don't want anyone to see it and enjoy. So <laughs> that's sort of the other idea behind like the sparkling ice. And that's where I yeah. part of another reason why I to do that. Because the sparkling ice, you can totally just say, oh, I mixed some alcohol in it. Like if you want to get people off your back, you can just say, oh, yeah, this is vodka and sparkling water or whatever. You know, just make something up. Right. I guess, and that's honestly, I mean, I know it's bad that we feel like we have to do that. But I, I, I have so many clients that have food and alcohol pushers in their life. And so I'm just encouraging them, you know what, like, if you just want to get them off the back, just tell them like, yeah, this is vodka and sparkling water. They don't need to know. <laughs> you know, it might just be sparkling water and not have the actual vodka. So I think it's important. Yeah. All the comments around the what we eat, what we drink, what we wear, what we look like. Yeah. <laughs> want to live, let them eat what they want to eat. I just had this conversation with one of my clients this morning and she was just feeling uncomfortable even about her food choices going into the weekend because she wanted to take some of her own foods and she was feeling like people were going to, you know, question her or ask her why she brought her own foods. I'm like, you never have to reply to anybody. You say, it's none of your business. Like, I just wanted to bring you foods because I like them. So what? You know, who cares? And, you know, just make sure that you're you're okay with that. Be confident about That's right. I love that. I want to take a moment and talk about a meal service I am loving, and that is Hungry Root. What I love about this meal service are, are the easy shortcuts that really make the meals delicious and so easy to put together. This week's box, I'll share some of my favorites, were the cucumber corn, black bean salad, cold brew coffee that had the best flavor, dried apple rings, that was a great snack for my kids, and this amazing lemon breakfast bar, almost as good as Starbucks, and I was able to try a new flavor of my favorite roasted chickpea snacks. If you want to try it out for yourself, I have a special code in the show notes to get $50 off Hungry Root on your first order. I have a couple of closing questions real quick. Yeah. Share your favorite summer drink, food, and movement activity. This one is actually kind of hard because I have a lot, well, as far as like alcohol goes, I have a lot of summer favorites just because I love having so much fun with um, the, like the sparkling ices and I love like the low calorie margaritas. I love Bloody Marys. Uh, but what's fun about all those things I just listed is you can enjoy them alcohol-free as well, and they're still just as enjoyable. Um, so I have a lot of fun with that. But I would have to say, like, one of my favorite summer go-tos is that low-calorie Moscow mule that I mentioned earlier. Yeah. It's something that I don't necessarily, I don't have any other time of the year except in the summer, and so I just really love having that specifically in the summer. I would say my favorite summer food would be um, I love doing like mixed salads. Like um, I have a really good broccoli salad recipe that I just love to make in the summer. And I love taking that to like events and parties and stuff like that. And it's just something different. And it's, it's, I would say a cleaner, healthier version of like a lot of people's broccoli salad, especially here in the Midwest. Um, but it's really, really tasty nonetheless. 
And I just love like fresh salads. I also have an edamame salad that I love. So all those kinds of fun salads, I think are just so much fun because they're so different from like our typical winter foods. Um, but that's also not just like eating plain vegetables either, you know, yes. so it makes it fun. And as far as my favorite summer movement, this is really hard because I love all kinds of movement all times of the year. But specifically for summer, I would say, you know, last year I really got into um, biking and I got a new road bike and I actually participated as a relay member in the Ironman, the Des Moines Ironman and loved that and just sort of fell in love again with riding. I used to ride a lot as a kid and uh, like my parents and I would go to Minnesota and Wisconsin and ride our bikes on the, on the rails, the trails, um, trails up there. so much fun. And I just kind of got away with, away from that with life. And um, it was fun to like rediscover that love of biking again last year. Um, so I'm excited to rediscover again as we're, if, if the wind will ever finally die down and it will actually stop raining, um, I might be able to actually get out of my bike. Uh, and then another like new activity that I've kind of fallen in love with in the past couple of years is kayaking. And so I have uh, a lot of fun kayaking, canoeing, um, in different scenarios. So I, I love doing that kind of stuff. Oh, thank you so much for sharing your time here. Um, so many wonderful yeah, tips that we have. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us this week. I hope this has helped you with some helpful takeaways, especially as we come into the holiday weekend. You do you and enjoy this time with family, friends, or just soaking up the great weather. Be sure to follow Jess at Expedition Wellness Coach on Instagram. And we will be back next week for another episode on the Daily Dietitian Podcast.